Grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Ik liba dik. Te amo. Wo aimi. Jatami. I love you. Love is one of those things that unites people of all backgrounds, cultures, and languages. Love is one of those things that gets the butterflies going in your stomach as you think about the people who you truly care for. Maybe you got some of those butterflies as Pastor read our second lesson today from 1 Corinthians 13, that famous love section of the Bible. Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Beloved is more than just some nice words. Love is more than just saying the right thing. Today, as we consider 1 Corinthians 13, we see love defined not just through words, but through selfless action. God loved us and sent Jesus, who sacrificed himself for us. We reflect that love as we love each other. I recently read a study published by some biologists, some evolutionary biologists from Michigan State University. They were studying love from a scientific point of view. They created some models and ran some simulations. They came to the conclusion that eventually, things like selfishness and pride and self-glorification are going to vanish. Instead, people are always going to be selfless and kind and loving. Those who are selfish are going to be weeded out, and those who work well with other people, well, they're going to remain. If there's any validity to that theory, I certainly haven't noticed that. It doesn't take much to look at the world around us and see that it's filled with something besides selflessness. Even the way that we use that word love is sometimes pretty warped and twisted. I'll walk home from work and enjoy the outdoors and I'll say, I love this weather. And then I'll walk in the door and smell something delicious coming from the kitchen and I'll say, I love tacos. And then I'll see the person who's making the food and I'll say, I love you so much. I've just used the same word three different times as if I mean the exact same thing. That's pretty twisted to compare loving tacos to loving my wife. The distortion comes not because I'm using the word love, but because of my definition. Sometimes we define love in a pretty twisted way. We'll say, I love X, Y, or Z. And what we really mean to say is those things make me happy. 
I love the weather because it makes me feel good. And I love tacos because they make me feel satisfied. And sometimes I love my wife because she makes me feel overjoyed. If that was God's definition of love, we would all be in grave danger. If God defined love by what he could get out of the relationship, while well, us selfish, selfish human beings would be hopeless. In our gospel today from John 13, Jesus gave us a command about loving. He said, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. Jesus quickly then provided a definition for what he meant by love. And it wasn't just saying the right words. Just a few hours later, Jesus would take selfless action. He was handed over to his enemies and stood before men who had no love for God. He was sentenced to the most merciless and loveless of deaths, death on a cross. It was there that Jesus bore the punishment that God has for those who refuse to love him. Jesus was taking our place, showing us God's love through his actions as he gave his life on the cross to forgive us. This is summarized well in 1 John 3.16. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. We have been deeply loved by God. Jesus came down and took action in his love. We now reflect that type of love as we care for each other. There's been a recent societal trend, the self-improvement craze. You'll hear people say things like, I'm just loving me right now, or I've got to take care of myself as they add new skills or work to improve their self-image or try and avoid some of the stressors from their life. And this, there's been a lot of great benefits that have come from this type of attitude. There's been an e increase in mental health awareness. People are broadening their horizons and taking on challenges they never imagined that they could accomplish. People are beginning to realize that they need to be fueled up, refueled before they can properly show care for other people. What a blessing to be here in God's house where we get spiritually refueled and prepared for the battles that lie ahead. We hear God's word which strengthens us. We hear about the love of our Savior which refocuses us on the cross. We get refueled and prepared for the battles ahead. Even as we get ready to fight tomorrow and love each other tomorrow and in the days ahead, we don't want to miss the opportunity to love someone else today in this moment. I think about Jesus' parable of the Good Samaritan. There's a man who's going to a certain destination and on the way he gets beaten and robbed. He's left half for dead. He's in need of some love. He watches as a priest and a Levite pass right by on the other side of the road. It's not till the Samaritan comes that he receives the love that he needs. I'm sure the priest and the Levite had many godly things scheduled out for when they arrived at their destination. I'm sure that they had plans to love other people, to share God's word. 
But they missed an opportunity in this moment to to show care to this man who is in desperate need of love. And it's not hard to imagine the same thing happening today. You can almost picture the person whose head is buried in the self-help book as they walk past the car accident. And they walk right past the old lady crossing the street. And they walk right past the friend who just needs 20 minutes of their time to vent about the hardships of life. They miss an opportunity to show God love, to share God's love with their friend in need. Our section from 1 Corinthians 13, it doesn't just describe adding on virtues, piling up adjectives. We think of patience and kindness and not boasting as adjectives, but really this is describing verbs, active examples of going out and showing care. Patience is more than just a virtue. It's not just the person who's able to wait for the cookies to get done baking in the oven. It's that person who's willing to endure a personal relationship that doesn't always feel quite so hospitable and kind as they wait for a chance to share love. And kindness is more than just positive demeanor. It's treating an enemy the same as you would treat a friend. And not any not boasting, not being proud, that's more than just an attitude of famed humility. That's cheering someone on when they enjoy the success that we think we should have. Not dishonoring others, not being self-seeking, not being angry, not keeping a record of wrong. Those are active sacrifices of our time and our energy and having things being done right by ourselves. Not delighting in evil, but rejoicing with the truth, always protecting and trusting and hoping and persevering. That means living a life that is consumed by the cross. Not in timidity, but with tenacity. As we go out and we show God's love to other people. We love with the gifts that God has lavished on us. We don't use our gifts as an opportunity for boasting or for proving that we're better than someone else. Instead, we use our gifts to reflect what God has given us and reflect the love that he has shown us. The moon doesn't give off any light on its own. It simply reflects the light of the sun. We get the opportunity to reflect the light of God's son who came down and took on flesh to show us the ultimate form of love, God sacrificing himself to rescue us. As long as we live here in a world that's tainted by sin, there's always going to be the temptation to love with the wrong kind of attitude. There will always be the temptation to love with the look-at-me type of attitude. We want to drop that selfless part of the definition of love. We want the recognition for the kindness that we show to other people. But we remember the God who first loved us. We remember Jesus who didn't have the look at me and be jealous attitude. Jesus had the look at me and be saved attitude. The truest form of God's love. The story goes that there was a railroad switch operator. His job was to pull a lever that would switch a junction on a railroad track so that two trains wouldn't collide. One day he was faithfully doing his job, sitting at his post, When he noticed a train rumbling towards him off in the distance, he 
pulled the lever like usual. He flipped a junction so that the incoming train wouldn't crash into the passenger train that was loading up for departure. The train kept getting closer and closer and closer. And right before it reached the junction, he looked out on the tracks that the incoming train was going to take to avoid the passenger train. And he noticed something horrifying. He saw his four-year-old son playing out on those tracks. There was hardly any time to do anything. He didn't have time to run and rescue his son. The train was too loud for him to shout for his son to move out of the way. He was left with a choice. He could either pull that lever, switch that track so that the two trains would collide, likely resulting in the death of hundreds, or he could let that train, that incoming train, go safely around and risk the life of his son. He decided to faithfully perform his duties and kept that passenger train safe at the cost of his own son's life. God has shown his deep love for us. He sent Jesus to rescue us from all of our lovelessness. And Jesus came back from the dead so that we know that we have victory over selfishness and pride, victory in Christ. We now get the opportunity to show love to others. We jump to action as we show care for one another. Here again, that description of God's love. As you listen, ponder the ways that God has shown his love to you and ponder how you get the opportunity to show love to each other. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. God grant you this love in Christ. Amen. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Please stand as we confess together our faith according to the words of the Nicene Creed on page 14 of the bulletin. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is 